Welcome to the Soul Talks podcast, where we equip pastors, leaders, and other men and women in ministry to thrive with Jesus in their life and leadership. Now let's join Bill and Christy Galtier, doctors in psychology, spiritual directors, and founders of Soul Shepherding. Welcome to Soul Talks as we are going through this series on healthy feelings, thriving faith. Today, we're going to have a soul talk about being real to grow in grace. And this is especially for you if you're an Enneagram 3 or uh, have a wing or a line at the 3 or if you're in a relationship with a 3, but it will speak to all of us. Uh, we're thankful for a review of our book from Steve Carter. He's a pastor and author of The Thing Beneath the Thing. He says, if like me, you've ever found yourself having certain emotions, hijack a moment or sabotage a relationship, then Healthy Feelings, Thriving Faith is for you. Bill and Christy Galtier beautifully help you better understand your emotions, the energy and motion connected to them, your unique personality, and the way of Jesus, what it has to offer you. This is a must read. Thank you, Steve Carter, and thank you to all of you who've gotten a copy of Healthy Feelings, Thriving Faith and sharing it with your friends. Uh, And be great if you'd write a review on Amazon or wherever you bought the book because that helps more people find the book and the nonprofit ministry of Soul Shepherding. So that uh, review is especially appropriate today because I think Steve Carter is an Enneagram 3 and so he really understands what we're talking about today. He, he lives from within that mindset of the achiever. We really appreciated Steve. And one of the things that I see in that is the healthy three. He's, he's gotten authentic. He's done the work of this. So really grateful for that. We need examples of people, especially for our Enneagram type, that are healthy, that are thriving in faith, that we, that we can grow and be inspired from and that keep us encouraged in our growing in Christ-likeness. So we're going to be talking about becoming emotionally honest uh, within the personality of being an achiever uh, because emotional honesty is elusive and so difficult uh, for all of us, but especially threes. But we need to set that up first. So um, tell you a story. So I was, uh, I go for a run uh, every morning, pretty much usually five miles or more. And recently I was, I was, going along, uh, running by the lake and a guy came up from behind me, uh, and passed me younger than me. And, uh, I notice it when people pass me because I don't like to be passed. I'm competitive, but he was just barely going a little faster than me. And so I just kept my pace. And so I was sort of on his heels about five yards behind him for, for quite a while. And then, so I, I, I like to have solitude when I run. And like I said, I don't like to be passed. So I just, I had a lot of gas in the tank, so I, I picked up my pace very easily, and I just blew by him and left him in the dust, and it felt really good and too good, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, there's my competitive self, and I probably enjoyed that too much. I, I probably, uh, but as I passed him, he, he was huffing and puffing, and I could see that he had really pushed it to pass me, and he didn't really have it in him. And so I felt really good about myself athletically, but not so good spiritually. I thought, <laughs> I don't know. Why, why did I need to do that? Well, why did I do that? If you're an Enneagram three or a one like me or an eight, uh, you probably relate to that story. A lot of us are competitive. And for the three, it is like just died in like stain on wood. It's, 
really um, saturating their personalities to to uh, to win, to to achieve, to 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 get the gold. And the problem with that is that we're living by these conditions of worth that if I win, then I'm acceptable, then I'm a good person. And that's the driving underlying need for the Enneagram 3 is to feel successful. And it's in large part to, to cover that shame, that internal shame that plagues them, that they're living under. I, it feels good for all of us to feel successful. I think that's something humanly we all want to feel successful and all want to feel like we're at the top of our game and we're doing the best we can. And then, of course, we live in a society that reinforces this, that praises us, that admires us, that that trusts us or lifts us up or celebrates us when we're successful and even will come alongside to help us become successful or invest in our being successful, which just increases the pressure all the more. Yeah, so for the way the one it works is being the best. For the three, it's winning. For the eight, it's it's having power. And uh, there's three of the nine types, but then when you add in the wings and the lines, we're, we're starting to talk to everybody. And so like an Enneagram seven has a line to the one, and so in stress, they, they really want to uh, do it right and, and be the best. And an Enneagram six, and there's a lot of a lot of you sixes out there, the, the loyalists, the guardians. Uh, you got a stress line to the three, and so in your stress, you you want to win, you want to impress, you're putting out an ideal self to so that you can feel worthwhile. And if you're an Enneagram two like Christy, then your stress I line is to wing, the eight, though, but and, I have and a you have a three wing, too, so you got so, a two. Yeah. And sometimes you have a one wing, so you got yeah. all th- all three <laughs> yeah. of the types I'm saying yeah. that are especially competitive right. can be there. So, so yeah, the, this competition, and uh, then for the for, for the four, uh, and the four has a line to the one as well, and can have a line to, and have a wing at the three. But for fours, they struggle with envy uh, and jealousy and being special and being unique. And so that's the way their competition can come out. So I'm just trying to illustrate to you that competition affects different personalities in different ways. And so probably all of us relate to this in one way or another that our identity is getting um, attaboys, girls out of performing in some way. And that distorts our identity. Now we're living in a false self. For the three, it's like so deep because the root sin of the three is vainglory, which is uh, seeking to win and seeking to, to be make this uh, positive image, this, this ideal self is so central to the three, and they don't even realize they're doing it. They don't even realize that they're, they're being winsome, they're being charming, they're being successful, they're, they're presenting this ideal self. They don't even realize that they're doing it. Uh, they don't mean to be deceitful, that's oftentimes the root sin of the three is called deceit, and it isn't necessarily lying. It's just this false self. And what we don't realize when we're in this pattern is that we get imprisoned in that false self. And I can get imprisoned in being competitive if that's the measure of my worth. It's one thing to have a little fun uh, in, in a game or on the sports field or something like that uh, and get get all excited because that's what sports is about. But it's another one that's like for our identity to feel significant as a person. I need to win. I need to get the deal. I need to charm this person. I need to be seen as the, the expert here. Uh, that suffocates our soul. 
It does. And, and actually, it really can be exhausting and can really lead to burnout, make the threes susceptible because these conditions of worth that they're always trying to live up to in everything that they need to, they need to win. They need to, they're, they're trying to find some sense of, of worthiness and value in feeling successful and achieving the win. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that because that's the emotional alarm for the three, for all nine types in our book. We talk about each type's emotional alarm, which is a wake up call. It's, it's to get your attention and realize, okay, I'm sliding down into an unhealthier version of my personality. And so the pressure to perform, being under these conditions of worth, this competitiveness that rises up from within, that's a wake-up call for the Enneagram 3. So like in my case, there are occasions where I've practiced being happy to let somebody pass me on the running trail or on the roads of, of driving. And to do that is a spiritual discipline, just to remind myself that my identity is not in my performance. It's not in winning. It's not in being the best. Yeah, it's really a good discipline for a three because they, they are avoiding any sense of loss or not feeling successful because they, they value that feeling of being on the top and that, that underlying sense of that they need to impress other people. And Unconsciously, they're oriented around what what are people thinking of me? Yeah, and as we illustrated uh, in the last podcast in which we talked about uh, solitude support, self-esteem, and Enneagram 2 soul care, and Christy was sharing with us uh, a prominent feature, what you shared, Christy, was the struggles with shame. And that's the reality for the heart triad, the twos, threes, and fours uh, live in that posture of shame. Uh, in our book, we talk about shame is self-rejection. And so the threes are right in the center of that heart triad. So either wing, two wing, four wing, they're still in the heart triad. And so they especially get trapped in shame. And mo- for most threes, most of the time, that shame is unconscious. Especially if they are winning. And, and threes can be very impressive, very successful, and really win a lot of people's favor because of their success. So it, it feels like it's working for them. Because they get enamored, them. right, they get enamored yeah. with that. They mm-hmm. get enamored with that ideal self, with their accomplishments, the, and they're constantly having themselves reflected back by other people. The heart types especially do this. And so as people are charmed with them and impressed by them, that's propping them up. And so they're, they're feeling that, that vainglory. They're feeling that I'm, I'm winning, I'm, I'm doing great. And not realizing that that is motivated by this unconscious feeling of inadequacy and not being good enough. So it can be very depressing and deflating and uh, shame-provoking if they're not winning, if they're not succeeding. Which can be a gift because now they realize that inside is all this feeling of shame, feeling of being less than other people. And when they realize that, then hopefully, uh, as they get emotionally honest, then they seek empathy uh, and grace, and they learn to step out of these conditions of worth and be accepted for who they are. And that's why it's so important for our Enneagram 
grief friends, to be able to open to God's grace because in their left to themselves and their personality, it's all about their own earning and there isn't any room for grace. They're blocked towards it. And as they become more authentic, more in their virtue, as they grow in health and Christlikeness and they become more authentic, they're able to receive more of God's grace. Yeah, the achievement mentality for threes or for any of us actually spoils grace. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's like the one thing that's going to block us from actually absorbing the nutrients of God's unconditional love is when we are overperforming and putting out an ideal self to win over other people. That guarantees that our true needs to be unconditionally loved. Uh, to grow in God's grace, those needs aren't not going to be met. Mm-hmm. So that's the really sad thing. And the the great irony with threes is that they're in the center of the heart triad, so they are potentially the, the deepest feelers and the most emotionally intelligent of all the Enneagram types. Uh, and they are very tuned into other people's emotions, m- maybe not with empathy, but with a, a certain sensitivity and awareness, especially as it relates to reaching the goal. Mm-hmm. Threes are all about reaching the goal. Uh, failure is not an option. Uh, they're going to find a way to win. Uh, and so they will use their collaborative skills, their ability to read a room, their sensitivity to other people to recruit them, to join in their efforts and their enterprise to, to together we could, we could reach this goal. And there's some wonderful abilities in there that make threes great leaders, but when they're not aware of what they're doing and they're not aware of the emotion that, that's underlying all that, the motives that are underlying all that, then they get into trouble and they, they hurt people and they hurt themselves. Well, and they can lose people's respect too when people see that they're not authentic. Yeah, because people start getting cautious about really, really trusting them. And so this is, these are reasons why emotional honesty is so important for Enneagram 3s. And um, get, getting, um, I mean, the last podcast on solitude uh, as it relates to the heart types is also really helpful for 3s because they, they need to get out of orienting around what other people are thinking about them and saying about them as it relates to their, for you, Christy, as a 2, it's more about the the helping, the pleasing, the the compassion, the the relating to people. Uh, for the three, it's more about reaching reaching the goal and collaborating and the enterprise that we're working on together. Uh, and uh, but to able to disconnect from that in order to be alone with God and get in touch with your emotions, so important uh, for all of us, but especially the heart types. We have some. Enneagram three friends that we're close to, and I've heard them share about how important vacations are for them because these are very successful leaders. They are busy all the time. They have lots and lots of people looking to them and leadership. And so the, the when they get away on vacation, uh, they're that's their sense of being able to cut off from this hamster wheel they're on and disconnect from all the praise and all the conditions of worth and all the performance and get more authentic and in touch with their true self. But they resist that. It's very hard to sometimes get them to take a vacation. And even better than a vacation is with 
they can go on retreat. So I always have so much respect for the Enneagram threes that come to our Soul Shepherding Institute because I know what a huge step of faith that is for them to disconnect from all that they are invested in succeeding in. And I remember hearing one say, you know, I just had to get to the place where what helped me actually to to set the boundary and to show up this retreat was to realize that, okay, if it all fails, because I stepped away for a week, I'll just rebuild. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sometimes it's the spouse that gets the Enneagram 3 to get away on a a five-day social institute retreat. That was the case with this this 3 on retreat, yeah. 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 But that's the power of some solitude to get in touch with your emotions. Uh, The easier access path or another path for the Enneagram 3s is like being in a small group. A lot of 3s like small groups because they always want to they always want a conversation. Uh, threes love soul talks because soul talks is a conversation. And threes know that you learn from collaboration. You learn from relationship. They, they, and when they can hear what you feel, it can be a mirror to them to what they feel. And so it helps them to find words for their emotions and to be vulnerable. One of our closest friends is an Enneagram 3. And he's found it very helpful to read Brennan Manning because Brennan's authenticity mm-hmm. uh, helps him get more emotionally honest and authentic. It gives him the words that help him identify and get in touch with some of his feelings. Yeah, so in Healthy Feelings, Thriving Faith, we talk about Brennan Manning quite a bit as in the chapters on shame and in the chapters on the Enneagram 4, because he's, a, he's uh, said that he was an Enneagram 4, and you can certainly pick up that from reading his books. And by the way, I've read all of Brennan Manning's books because there is so much to glean from them but yeah, he really, he's an author that helps us get in touch with our emotions. And that's what threes need. They need someone that can kind of reflect back to them what they feel so they can begin to own that and, and, and kind of speak from that place. Get out of that, uh, that root flaw of vainglory, the, the ideal self, and speak uh, authentically and uh, get real and authentic. And connect with Jesus's feeling with and for them instead of trying to avoid their feelings. Uh, if they can get honest and really see Jesus's empathy and receive his grace for them, that's powerful. Yeah, so Jesus comes to you in your personality. So if you're an Enneagram 3, uh, you're an achiever, or you relate to that mentality of drivenness, competition, work, collaboration, reaching the goal, being successful. Jesus enters into your experience and he does it with love and with holiness. And so one of my favorite scenes in the movie series, The Chosen, is where Jesus has spent a day of uh, healing. He's had a long line of people wanting healing from him. And he works all day Uh, listening to people, laying hands on them, praying for them, healing the sick, just pouring out every last drop of compassion that he can give. And he works way past dark. And then we see him uh, coming out of the uh, tent where he's been uh, ministering to people, the long line. And he's got a a white shirt on, looks like a doctor's smock, and it's all bloody. And uh, he just stumbles from the the place where he's been working over into his camp and towards his personal tent where he's going to sleep. And he just can barely walk in there because he is so fatigued. 
uh, because as the scripture says, when he healed one person, he says, you know, power went out from me. So he's been doing that all day. And he just kind of collapses into bed. And his mother Mary is there and she takes his sandals off and washes his feet for him. Uh, and then he begins to say his, his prayers uh, and then falls asleep. And I just think Jesus really gets it. He's mm-hmm. dignifying work yeah. and he, he understands that our work is really important because work is ultimately love, true work is loving a neighbor and loving God uh, with our gifts, with our time and our abilities. And so Jesus worked hard. He wasn't just like lounging around all the time. No, he wasn't a workaholic. He wasn't driven by shame. He wasn't putting out an ideal self and he knew how to practice solitude, but he enters into the dilemma and the challenge and the personality and the strengths of the Enneagram Three. And then he says, come away with me by yourselves and get some rest. And he says, how are you feeling? And he tunes in, he listens like he did to the Samaritan woman at the well, and he draws out those deeper thirsts that we have to be known for our true self, to be understood and to be loved. And so that is for you who are Enneagram threes, and that's my personal favorite part of Healthy Feelings, Thriving Faith is seeing Jesus in each of the types. And I just love for all nine types, just just reading those, meditating on those stories as I've done so many times. It's so helpful to me because it shows me, Jesus shows me the need of that personality type so that I have compassion for that type. But then he shows me the the flourishing Mm -hmm. of that type in submission to God the Father, trusting God the Father, and living with love for other people. So good. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you. Mm -hmm. We praise you. And oh, how desperate we are for more of your grace. So we ask that you would help us to humble ourselves before you, to cease our striving, to open our souls. Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, all sinners in need of your grace. Thank you for your abundant grace for each one of us. We love you. Amen. If you're listening to me right now, you can be such a blessing to Christy and me and to Soul Shepherding, our nonprofit ministry, just by doing this simple thing of going on to Amazon or wherever you bought Healthy Feelings, Thriving Faith and leaving a quick review or even just a star rating because that helps other people find the book, know the book is worth reading, and ultimately it helps them to find soul shepherding and get more help. So thank you for doing that. Thank you for leaving an Amazon review on Healthy Feelings, Thriving Faith. We read every one of those reviews and it's so encouraging. Thank you for joining us on the Soul Talks podcast. To find out more about growing in your life and leadership, subscribe to the podcast and visit us at soulshepherding.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram 